getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like you. Welcome to Getting to Know Woo. I'm Natasha Levenger, a professional intuitive reader, energy healer, and inner child healing expert. After being raised with extreme narcissism, I found talk therapy was helpful, but it wasn't until I found energy and inner child healing that I was able to break free of family patterns that cut me off from knowing and loving my true self. I'm passionate about dispelling the rhetoric that these kinds of tools are impractical and ineffective. And in this podcast, I will be sharing how actually beneficial and transformative they are. My husband and producer, Brett, will be joining me in conversation, and we will be welcoming experts along the way. I'm excited to have you here. Hello, wooers. Uh, it didn't Welcome. work. Welcome. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can already tell what if there were a bunch of people who were so excited to be called wooers. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it was also my tone felt off for the show, mm. but I don't know. You want to try Maybe not. to do another Maybe take? Not. No, definitely not. Okay. Listen, everyone, <laughs> if you have a name that you like, that you think, oh, yeah, you know what we are? We're the woo-wooers or we're the, um, uh, we just want to listen to the show and not be called anything. <laughs> Whatever it is, you could email us at, uh, wait, what's our? We are uh, getting to know woo at yeah. gmail.com. But I was thinking about Magic Monday because um, I wanted to tell people our fo- there are a lot of former Magic Mondayers mm-hmm. who listen to our show and we love you and we appreciate you and I love hearing from you and I love those reviews. They're so nice um, yeah. and appreciated. But Tess and I, it's no surprise, have decided we really are done with Magic Monday. So oh. <laughs> you sound surprised. There it is. Well... Yeah, I had forgotten, but I have the memory of a goldfish, so. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So, it is definitely bittersweet, but, you know, we have getting to know Woo. We're here for you. That's right. We can still mourn it, which, which, you know, both Tess and I felt that it was painful, but also time, which actually is very um, apropos of this time right now. We're recording this on Samhain, which is a time oh. of release, of death, of letting go, all of Scorpio season, that's a real theme. Um, so actually, it did come at this time. This is my, I don't know how much people know about numerology. I, I know almost nothing, but I recently learned that I'm in, in a um, nine year. Okay. Why'd you make that face? Why well, I didn't mean to make a face. Oh, okay. And that is a, a the in a year of endings. And did I already say this on the show? I don't think so. Um, okay. You've said it to me, so it may be hard right. for me to tell. But I don't think you've said it on the show. Okay. Um. Anyway, I have. There's been so much, like literally, my dad dying, but then also just a lot ending, Magic Monday ending, and you know. So, um, and and I was looking back at my um at a journal from earlier this year and I was I forgot that I a friend had given me a tarot reading and the main theme was things leaving Mm. 
And this was on my birthday, which is in the beginning of the year. Right. So that was pretty interesting. I can't can't believe it's never occurred to me to ask you this, but how do we find out when my nine year is? Oh, I want to make this about me for a second. Yeah, good. Um, Well, yeah, it's actually, I'm glad you asked because we can tell everybody. So to figure out the like this year what it is mm-hmm. not your birth year because you also have like a you have a life path number i guess okay. um and my friend tanya has told me multiple times the name of this woman who talks about this and i can't remember her name for the life of me but if i remember we'll put it in the show notes i'm sure i can figure it out um i'll just ask yeah. tanya for the 12th time but um <laughs> She oh so the your year is you add up your birthday so your month and day so for you you're born July first so it would be seven mm-hmm. plus one mm-hmm. so that's eight and then in case you didn't know and then you add that <laughs> to the year so you add this year this year so twenty twenty two so you'd add so that would be ten fourteen and then you all together be 14 and then you if it's a double digit you add it till it gets to a single digit so you're in a five year okay so i have, so have four, four more years, years before i'm in a nine year all right. i mean nine years it's not like this is it was only deaths but it also no. i mean it has been so good for me if you had asked me before it started like oh all these telling telling me like all the things that were going to end i would have been like what the fuck no <laughs> this is terrible right but having been through it and now i'm on the other side i mean there is two months left so yeah. um and knock on wood oh god am i even gonna say this out loud? <laughs> no cats have died oh that's not true we've lost that's a leukemia cat but i yeah yeah, but I didn't know her, so um, <laughs> she doesn't count. Um, just kidding. But wait, what am I saying? Oh, yeah, but I actually am glad that not. I mean, my dad is a kind of that taking that one aside, but yeah, it's just I'm glad for having been through it and what I've learned from it and all of that. It's not. Yeah. I'm not just saying it. it's like it really has made me stronger in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, um, well, it's not just, it's not just, I mean, endings uh, aren't all bad. And frequently, you know, when something's ready to end, it's, it's good. But it also hasn't necessarily felt like any of those things were ready to, like, I wouldn't have thought they were ready to end, you know? Yeah. It yeah, wasn't yeah. like, okay, you know what? Finally, I'm letting go. It was, and I, by the way, another crazy thing I think, or wild thing, is that I, a long time no earlier this year i buy a lot of um well okay i buy some things from this artist ginger bar i think it's called we should put that in the show notes too it's this little company that makes these really pretty like they make um do you know how to spell that yeah i think it's oh i meant for listeners oh i think it's just g-i-n-g-i-b-a-r i'm pretty sure okay um, but anyway, you go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, they make like these prints and and kitchen towels that I make into prints. I hang them up because they're so pretty. <laughs> anyway, um, they sent me 
along with one of my orders, just all this free stuff. They were just like, we have extras. And they just threw in all this <laughs> stuff. And one of this, one of them was this print that says know when to let go. Mm. And only, I, I got it a while ago, but then I was just like, oh, I'm going to frame it and put it right in front of my eye line on, at my desk. And I am just finding like this is just like the universe is amazing because it just gives you your message here you go here you go like it even when it doesn't feel like it it often is again I don't know about people dying necessarily but um it does to me feel with my dad that we now have a better relationship same with yeah. my mom like we, yeah yeah um but that's a lot because I can talk to him but but the other thing about even though it's a death year, it's not like, oh, everything is leaving. I also, you know, wrote my book this year right. and also started this um, new thing with my business where I'm working with people in three month increments that I have loved. It's like my favorite thing I've ever done with my business because I yeah. just love working with people in this way, like a more, you know, long uh, I, I wanted to use the word intimate, but that sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> Is there another way to say that? Focused, personal. Personal. It feels like we, yeah, are. It's just like more connection, like over yeah. time, and it has felt so great. So that also has happened this year. Yeah. Anyway. The name of this segment is supposed to be <laughs> Things We're Excited About. Kind of like There's that. a lot of bot. Okay, I can uh, clip that. <laughs> we can use that every time. You you were about to say there's a lot of shoulder bopping going. Yeah, there's a lot there's of a whole between lot the two of us. Shoulder going, going on. Um, I just lost <laughs> the theme of that song again. <laughs> I mean the song. In well, you mean head. the one you did? Mm. Well, fortunately, so, we have it recorded. Was it like this? Was it um? Well, there's something we're excited about. <laughs> Tell me what you're excited about. Yeah, that's good. I like <laughs> really? that. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's. I mean, I haven't heard that before. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah no, it's because I made it up. Yeah, you just made right that up now. right now. Yeah. yeah, so. Okay, yeah, clip it. <laughs> let's, what if we change it to let's give them something we're excited about? Oh, yeah. Let's that's give them something yeah. we're Excited oh, well, I didn't you didn't have to stop singing. Well, I, you know, this is. Uh, I feel like it'll be better coming from you. Hmm. All right. Well, why don't you uh, tell them what you're excited <laughs> what, about? What am I excited about? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think this fairly falls into the category of things we're both excited about, which is mm -hmm. this amazing goddamn fall we're having yeah. around here. It's just, I mean, I mean, the whole time we're driving. Oh, I mean, driving, looking out our window, like at our desks, um, mm -hmm. walking, walking the dogs, mm -hmm. just existing out of doors. Everything yeah. has just stayed so fallish for so long here. Yeah. Um, it's really, really something. Yeah. It's felt truly like we're in the middle of Virgin River <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. How do we live here? It's amazing. Um, and then the other thing I'll just say, if you have an Aldi near you, I just, they have these new candles and I bought one <laughs> and then I went back and bought four of them in different yeah. 
they're they're just really really good they're i don't have the name they're just aldi candles but they're the two wick one and there's like a uh cinnamon sugar but that's the sweet one there is like a smoky one that i there's, love it's like smoke and cedar wood or something oh like yeah that. i think that is it you did it i did it i mean it's it's a great candle i'm not even yeah. a huge connoisseur of candles mm-hmm. uh but i love that one yeah today on the show we talked to Amy Blackthorne, who we had such a fun conversation. Um, we really did. And her books are really great. And yeah, so anyway, maybe you'll read her bio and then we'll go into the conversation. And then after that, I'm going to talk about this tumultuous, I would say, Mars retrograde mm. that we're experiencing. So, okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Amy Blackthorne is the award-winning author of the bestsellers Blackthorne's Protection Magic and Blackthorne's Botanical Wellness, among others. She has been described as an arcane horticulturist for her lifelong work with magical plants and teaching. She has appeared on HuffPo Live, Netflix's Top 10 Secrets and Mysteries, and the AP Newswire. And you can view Amy's tea shop at blackthornsbotanicals.com. And here is our interview. Okay, Amy Blackthorne, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) We're really excited to talk to you. So you have two books that are that came out or are coming out this year which is a lot (laughs) so much (laughs) (laughs) how was the process for you that's unusual i'm guessing it's very unusual so i spent 2021 i wrote two books i started a novel and an oracle deck oh it was just just wall to wall in my office all the time oh my gosh uh, goodness it was it was actually really therapeutic but also exhausting yeah <laughs> I was really surprised when wiser uh i found out that botanical wellness was going to come out in uh on halloween yay, yay. Uh, <laughs> in like the end of february the beginning of march and i was just blown away because traditionally not they don't do less than a year because you know they're always worried that the sales of one will hurt the other if they're too close together oh yeah and so when they were like okay we're gonna do this eight months let's go i was so excited because it means that people are really responding to what i have to say yeah that's, that's nice. great yeah did they tell you why they deviated from that norm or yeah because of the um the sales numbers people ha- were really looking for okay when's your next book when's when's oh, the next thing and i and i just great. happened to have it ready i <laughs> um i didn't expect to do my projects back to back like that but it was um really powerful just having the inspiration that I you know when your hands start to itch and you're it's waking up in the middle of the night going let's write let's write okay (laughs) then it's it's gotta be written (laughs) that's really exciting that's such a good feeling to have that inspiration that's a great turn of phrase too when your hands start to itch (laughs) (laughs) um what is the name of your protection magic book I don't have that one in front of me so I want to just um blackthorns protection magic oh that's easy (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> um so can you we're gonna get to that and talk about that but can you tell us a little bit first about botanical magic and your like how you started with it and actually before you answer that can you tell us your sun moon and rising because i'm wondering if there's a lot of earth in there <laughs> you called it 
Um, I'm a double Virgo, uh, Virgo sun, Virgo rising, and a Leo moon. I swear the Leo moon's the only thing that lets me get out and do the interviewing part of the process. Because <laughs> otherwise, I just sit in my office and yell at the walls all day. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of Virgo. But that also probably does help you get things done. I feel like Virgos are real good about getting work done. It's immutable. I can change pay. I can change directions when I need to, but I can really sit down and ground myself in my work. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it so easy, especially writing, you know, botanical magic was an encyclopedia. Yeah. And to start out with your very first book, you know, the longest project I'd ever worked on as an encyclopedia, I, I went to my editor. I'm like, oh, I'm a little nervous. And she said, well, you're a double Virgo. I, I know you can, you can <laughs> get this figured. Like I had a list of lists and she's like you already have this i don't know what you're worried about that's so funny a list of lists meanwhile i'm a double air so that's not <laughs> although my mercury is in capricorn which does help the writing process. yeah, yeah to oh, happen yeah. anyway i can i just say before we move on i am I, yeah, I'm not even a writer and I'm kind of jealous of the fact that your book titles by virtue of you like attaching your last name to them already sound like they are centuries old leather bound gilded tomes on some <laughs> you know ancient library uh it's it's pretty great yeah. it makes me so happy that when the first because to- the original title for botanical magic was um you know, something along the lines of encyclopedia of magical aromatherapy and it's just it was a little clunky and we when we talked about it i wrote it as an encyclopedia of essential oils but i kept coming up with incense recipes and there's there's like a Samhain bread recipe and there's some focaccia in there and there's (laughs) incense you know so they're like well it's really not just essential oils anymore let's let's find a more encompassing title and so Mm. when they they when they decided to put my name in there i'm like oh this has serious potential i'm yeah have you read blackthorns yet have you have you consulted blackthorns oh no i haven't (laughs) i should have I mean, really, though, it is there is a plethora of knowledge in there. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Anyway, as a double heir, I am less connect- and Pisces rising. So I'm very less. I'm I love plants and the earth, but I'm much less connected to it, mm-hmm. to them. So I'm really curious to learn more about botanical magic. And I want to know, first of all, how did your relationships start like when did you start start noticing that relationship with plants i was really really young like mm. probably kindergarten oh, wow. oh i grew wow. up in in inner city baltimore and so we oh. had a postage stamp of a backyard <laughs> there was some bamboo on the side yard that had been planted you know a million years ago and someone didn't know any better to <laughs> <laughs> plant bamboo and so I'm in the backyard and we're, we're looking around and there's a little tiny patch of peppermint in between the backyard stoop and the, the basement access mm. of peppermint. And I'm like, this is, this is awesome. It smells really good. And my mom points out like well, people drink this as a tea and you can eat it. And the peppermint ice cream that you like, that's where it comes from. Oh. And up until that point, you know, I'm kindergarten, I didn't realize that food came from the ground and not from the grocery store. Like <laughs> yeah. we're in the inner city. There's like yeah. one tree per block. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. And so the light goes on over my head. And so I start wondering about the connection between other plants. Well, then we move from the inner city to Baltimore County. The town was actually named after a breed of cow. Like that, that's how, <laughs> in the, how rural it was. Mm-hmm. And, and so we get these beautiful little azalea bushes. 
I didn't know what it was. Like I said, I barely knew what grass was. Yeah. And so these beautiful pink, like fuchsia pink uh, mm. azaleas are sitting there and I'm investigating these and I'm, I'm really fascinated by it. And I brushed one of the flowers and it fell out of this, the little cup that they sit in. And I figure, oh no, I broke it. Like I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I look in the cup uh, where the sepal comes together and there's a seed. And, and my mind is blown. Like you can picture all of the, the mysteries of the universe downloading into my brain mm. because I yeah. realized that flowers make seeds. And it was like, I made the connections all myself. I didn't wait for somebody in, in a classroom to say, oh, hey, A plus B equals C. Mm. I was just overwhelmed with the vastness of the universe and how things keep going and the, the way the cycles perpetrate themselves over and over and over again without people doing anything mm. wow that connection just made me feel not just connected to the world around me but to the universe around me and the greater scheme of things like wow. where i am and you know in between second and third grade figuring out like how insignificant i am <laughs> but in a way that's empowering rather than mm. you know disempowering. exactly yeah wow that i mean that's pretty advanced to have yeah. all of that <laughs> i mean i remember going on a walk and being bored by nature <laughs> i feel i mean and it's funny is like i'm a, i was raised by city people and i always like really like come alive in the city and yeah. it's only recently that um that now i feel so nourished like it i think at some sometimes when you're older it takes I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but no, I feel like, yeah, like at some point it's like, okay, I'm done with the city yet. Cause we live now in a very rural place. We, I was yeah. driving to um, the store and there was a black mama bear and a baby bear in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. four, so that's how rural it is here. <laughs> but um, so that is, I mean, it's so beautiful and mm -hmm. magical that you had that. So, when did you well you write in the book i love how you talk in the book about how to start having a relationship with plants and it, not to keep talking about me but it reminds me of how i feel like with cats <laughs> like i feel like sometimes people are like what are these things they don't pay attention and uh, pay attention to you and they ignore you i'm just like well are you treating them like an equal and like asking their permission and coming up you know whatever and i feel like that's how you talk about relating to plants a little bit absolutely and it's such an important distinction that we need to make um starting with our languaging when mm -hmm. I talk about the allyship that we are looking to create between ourselves and our botanical allies, I try and limit the word use because mm. it's such a colonial mindset of just mm. wandering in and saying, okay, you belong to me because you're on my land. Like, uh, right. how do you even right. own land? That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, so it comes just from the very instance, the first time we start looking at how we work with them and how that relationship can flourish by taking that word out of the context that we're working with and saying, okay, this is not a, this is a, a two-way street. This is not mm. me telling you what we're doing. This is me coming into your domain, coming into your house and saying, how can we work together? 
I love that. And it also yeah. reminds me of how it never feels right to say, like, I own a cat. It's like, mm. it's very similar. That I yeah. house a cat. However, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cats, the, many cats I am are in my life. The cat. Yes. <laughs> um, so can you, yeah, talk about how you what you basic well you can say in your own i was going to say what you said in the book but how would you recommend if you want to start developing relationships with plants how do you recommend doing that the first thing i always ask someone is what their current relationship with plants is because a lot of people don't recognize that they're already working in concert with botanical allies they just don't know it yet like the the pepper grinder on your kitchen counter you use to season your food that is a plant it was it was a living breathing Mm. uh partnership that you're working with Mm. um my uh i do i you know i go to therapy and we've been doing walks in the park and so it's been such a beautiful thing and my my therapist loves it when we stop i'm like oh look vitex agnes castus and here's the history of this plant (laughs) because we're we're organically bumping into nature all the time and so when I ask people, what is your relationship like with plants? They usually don't know the answer. And yeah. that's when you can start reminding them of the botanical allies they already know and they already have in their lives. Hmm. You know, the you know, the paprika that you're seasoning this with and the, the garlic you're using in that, they're already being a part of your life. You just don't recognize it yet. So I tell them to find the plant that works most richly with them, the, the one that they like the most, the one they, they have the most experience with peppermint in your peppermint tea you know when you compost right. those peppermint leaves that peppermint is gone but the spirit of peppermint still exists mm. you can react you can reach out to the spirit mm. of peppermint even without a tea in your cup you don't have to have the the p- actual plant material in front of you mm. to be able to connect with that plant ally later if if god's forbid peppermint were to go extinct i could still connect with the spirit of peppermint through the ritual actions that we that we work with in our daily lives mm-hmm. I just like building friendships hi my name's amy we meet at a party you might remember that i'm eight feet tall <laughs> you <laughs> might not remember my name is amy but you might remember uh, how how tall i am how mm. any of our botanical allies are the same way mm. uh, lavender works more like a seed than a flower so i might remember that mm. spicy camphoraceousness in my in the front of my nose but I might not remember that they have friends with uh, green lavender or lavender. Mm. Mm. It's just like building any other relationship. You have to go back to them time after time and learn little bits about each other as you grow and develop this relationship, just like a friendship. Wow. Aria, wow. <laughs> that's really, that's very striking. I mean, I, so Natasha mentioned that we live in a very rural place now and we have, um, things grow here in a way that I have never experienced. I mean, I've never lived anywhere where things grow so readily (laughs) and um, I, and I have not consciously cultivated it in the way that you're describing, but I have certainly since we have been in this home felt a relationship to the trees and the plants and the things that grow here and are growing here without being asked, you know, without me planting them and nurturing them and are just here and we're here before I like that connection. I really, it's very moving the way that you talk about 
like relating to them and and befriending them and treating them as someone whose you know allyship or friendship is not uh given that you that you're you know you're in communication with them it's very uh very moving thank you it's such an important thing to look at the plants around us and look and see who's reaching out to work with us the plants that are here we you know how when there's an earthquake it's there's a there's a really scary part of your heart that says but the ground is supposed to be the ground it's supposed to be stable it's not supposed to move we think of plants in much the same way especially trees because they're they have been there so long and they will continue Mm. to be part of our lives but they come and go just as the same as people do you know friendships some of them last a season and some of them last a lifetime Mm. um when i was working on protection magic i had remembered this story where you know about once a month i i go in i'll beat the bounds and i make sure that the the land spirits have their offerings and i make sure everybody's doing okay mm. and i get around the back side of the house and there's a little fenced in yard for the dogs so they had their own area to run and they can they can let themselves in and out and so i'm going around the back side of that around the back of the house and this little stand of poke just appeared practically overnight Mm. and i'm like okay well poke is poisonous so if it can protect itself it can protect me so Mm -hmm. what do i need protection from that's behind me that i can't see Mm -hmm. and so i start going through my daily life and thinking and and investigating i'm okay what is what is poke warning me about because those of you who are not familiar poke is a bright bushy garish you know purple fuchsia Mm. plant yeah. And it gets these these big, beautiful berries on it. Everybody's mom's hollers, oh, they're poison, don't eat that. <laughs> uh, so we we look at these plants and they're warning us of something. So I, I go in my life and I say, okay, what are they warning me about? Mm. I was working executive protection for uh, High Rise in Wilmington, Delaware. And I found out I had a stalker. Mm. Someone who worked mm. in the building who had um, been convicted of a crime. Mm. Um, had decided I was super cool and he wanted to hang out and I did not. Mm. Did you know about this before you saw the poke? No. Um, Wow. Yeah. um, I I started investigating the different areas of my life that needed protection. Mm. And uh, and I firmly believe that if poke had not warned me, if I had not been paying attention to that relationship, that Mm. I wouldn't be here. It Mm. was, it was a very dangerous Mm. situation. And luckily I'm still here to tell you about it. Um, but it's it's such a blessing to know that whether it's through my own divination or the the relationship with poke itself i was still able to understand what was happening and that i needed protection and i needed to evaluate what was going on in my life yeah 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 this is reminding me of actually part of why i wanted to start this podcast was because you know, just how powerful the unseen is in so many different ways. And so I don't have a strong relationship with plants, but I have a strong relationship with my own energy system. And I am very sensitive and aware if I have um, like a feeling around somebody, I take that seriously. If I'm feeling threat or whatever, something scary like that, I would definitely not breeze past that, you know, and that's another, but a lot of people would, a lot of people may just have tuned out with, uh, in their energy system, you know what I mean? Like aren't as aware. And like, I would say most people would have 
seen the poke and definitely not have <laughs> tuned in <laughs> to the rest of their lives to see, okay, what's going on here? They yeah. said, oh, that's a poisonous weed. I better cut it down. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah. yeah. Get it away yeah, from my so- dogs. Yeah, it's just further emphasizing how powerful all this stuff is, like where I just, you know, our society teaches us, oh, if you're paying attention to that stuff, there's something wrong with you or you're weird or whatever. But actually, I mean, it's saved your life. And I have been, I mean, this is again, I don't know why I keep bringing up being in the city, but like, <laughs> but like when I'm in, I have a I feel like it's actually inherent in, in me. Like it's part of my ancestral lineage that I'm aware when I'm in the city, like it's because mm. I'm not a very guarded person, but when I'm in the city instantly, I just know what it feels like energetically to mm-hmm. have protection around me. Mm. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> I just love that. I love learning about all the ways we can become more sensitive to our environment. And I do want to talk about further about, protection magic but I want to say one more thing first which is I think part of why I'm a little resistant to plant magic botanical magic is because I worry if I become sensitive to that I mean I'm just gonna be like oh no don't pick those flowers or like everything's gonna become too much you know (laughs) but so how do you feel about I don't know like when you see flowers unattended to or like a pat like does that upset you or are you okay with I mean obviously something more serious like climate emergency is terrible for uh, I feel that too but is it on like if you see a tree dying on your property or something does how does that make you feel (laughs) there's a lot of feel to it but honestly because of the cyclic nature of nature itself it's a lot easier for me to deal with it it's not there's not as much grief of course if there's there's a and actually it was a historic tree there's a landmark um the next town over and it was struck by lightning and it it had to be cut down i was i I mourned that tree and i you know i still mourn that tree Mm. i know that the the nature of all things is to have a finite shelf life so to speak and knowing that that energy can provide, you know, nursery logs for mushrooms and insects mm. that each of those things has a purpose and has a way to give back to its community. Like we wouldn't have half of the things we do without those natural processes. That's so true. being, becoming a nursery log isn't the death of the tree. It's mm. a transformation. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe in some ways it's more obvious with earth life than it is exactly what i was just thinking yeah yeah um so coming coming back to protection magic um can you talk a little bit about that i don't know i know it's a very broad topic but yes yes absolutely um i was worried because i wanted a smaller book a little bit easier of a project in between these very large projects and so i thought Oh, I'll talk about protection magic because I've been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. I worked in executive protection for 15 years. What does that mean, executive protection? I was the personal bodyguard to the CFO of a $30 million company. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So obviously wow. I can't see how tall you are. Six feet. You meant you're six feet. Okay. 
And you, I think you, you do martial arts too. Yeah, I, I got my black belt at 21. Oh, wow. Um, in in yeah. which martial art, just out of curiosity? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll talk about this all day. Uh, <laughs> we started uh, the, the school itself uh, called Budo, which is no way, uh, which is a blend of judo and taekwondo. Mm. Uh, really fantastic martial art. It was great as a beginner because it, it gave me the experience that I really wanted. At that point, I was worried about sexual assault so i went mm. i walked into the dojo i was 17 years old and said to the the sensei of the school i said i'm concerned about self-defense mm. do i have to go and do all this belt stuff or can i just learn self-defense and he said absolutely yeah. come on in mm. we'll get you a mat we'll get you a gi like we'll, we'll and all we did for the first three months that i was a student there was one-on-one self-defense he said oh, if wow. you decide to hang out and go to black belt and all that other stuff that's great but I want you to get wow. out of this what you came here for, because otherwise there's no point in you being here. Mm-hmm. That's a good so teacher. He, he was, it was really great. I, mm. I got exactly what I needed. Mm. Um, I talk about in protection magic, going into that kind of schooling, you just have to know what you want to get out of it. At that point, all I wanted was some self-defense. I just wanted to be able to take care of myself because being a, a, a magically inclined person can be dangerous. Mm. I, I have I had no qualms about it at 17 and I certainly don't now. Oh, you mentioned that in the book. Of, you mean being like basically out as a witch. People yes. are um, Can yeah. be? like yeah. threatened by that. Absolutely. Uh, I got mm. death threats at, you know, 17. Over, oh, school. yeah. School. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got outed. I yanked out of the broom closet by uh, <laughs> my uh, current boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. It mm. was actually really uh impactful we'll say <laughs> it mm. was it was really sucky um, yeah. i really yeah. had hoped to be uh this was someone i could be a friend with and mm. all she saw was a romantic rival and mm. it's it's very sad so yeah. in, in a county seem to be changing now maybe not i mean that's just a side note i may just be in a bubble but it does seem like being like a witch now is more a lot more people are open to it and i think in more metropolitan areas it's easier oh, okay in this county in the early 90s oh yeah this... that's back then yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah. now like now it is yeah but yeah i'm sure that was te- that's terrible and scary sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you go on <laughs> uh in that in that in the early 90s this this town this area was so rural I mean, we the next town over was a town called Rising Sun. It's it was so bad mm-hmm. that in Germany, you know, so we were all sitting around talking. Oh, so where are you from? And oh, you know, uh, Northeast Maryland is where I went went to high school. And this in Germany, we're not even in the same country anymore. And the guy goes, "That's near Rising Sun, isn't it?" Oh my God, yes, yes, it is. Why? Why was it so infamous? It was a sundown town. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, the uh, Sunday morning after church, you can see a man standing on the street corner in a white hood, handing out pamphlets for the KKK. Oh my God, boy, you were really vulnerable in that place. Yes. So to be outed, I got, I got death threats. Wow. This was, this was not a joke. This wasn't all, oh, ha ha, you suck. Like, no, that had people attempt to stone me wow on my way home from school one day like this is not it's not a joke it's not cute it's not funny Mm -hmm. no Um, i'm glad you've clearly taken your power back because you're wearing a shirt that says witch absolutely so i'm glad yeah 
So you went to and you trained in martial arts. Is that where were we? I in, lost. My... Yeah, yeah. Uh, martial yeah. arts in my security practice. In my martial arts practice, we I, I made some more friends. I branched out my group of friends, so to speak, and I had someone who was looking for protection. Um, and then I wound up working for someone who uh, owned a thirty million dollar company. Wow. So mm. I I worked for them for good a very it seems like forever <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the magical element goes can you talk about that like absolutely when, yeah one of my favorite parts about the way that we look at our relationship with protection magic is that there's a couple different angles we can take with it just like a funhouse mirror this this angle is banishing people who are potentially unsafe this mm -hmm. angle is making sure that we're aware aware of our surroundings mm -hmm. so magically it takes the awareness of where we are where we're going to be and what could potentially um, come up behind you so to speak mm -hmm. that leads to that awareness for what protection magic is and how it gets done mm -hmm. so i started with protection magic the book in looking at how can i make this a one-stop shop for anyone who has um, a potential security threat that's magical. So nonfiction books, I, as you know, are sold on the proposal. You don't have to have a whole book in your hand. Mm -hmm. right. You have to have the idea and you get to make a proposal around it and you shop around to this. At this point, I was already with Wiser. Mm -hmm. So I gave this proposal to my amazing editor, um, Judica Isles, who did the Encyclopedia 5000 Spells and mm -hmm. a number of other incredible books. Mm-hmm and and said okay this is what i'm really looking for and what i want to do next but what i didn't realize was she snuck in there oh hey by the way amy's worked in in protection and security for 15 years this is mm -hmm. her actual real life job so she knows what she's talking about so they got they got in there and they added the and physical self-defense portion mm. and oh. i was over, over the moon because i never thought that i'd be able to get security amy and witchy Amy in the same room, much less in the same book. Oh. Because security is such a conservative field. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was working my way through um, thinking about, you know, going to law school and working my way into that direction. And the the university where I attended, it was a threefold focus for the associates program. You had law enforcement, law, and um, psychology therapists. So you got an equal dipping of all three to make hmm. sure that you were going in the direction you wanted to go and, and sort of helping you out that way. <laughs> I had a guy look me in the face and say, you know, you can never be a cop with those socks. Like, oh, wow. um, you realize that they're socks, right? <laughs> I was very... Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. The the middle chap, the sixth chapter is a great big chapter of what to do in the real world. Yeah, We spend a lot of time as magicians, as witches, as magical practitioners, dividing ourselves between our magical life and our mundane life. Mm -hmm. We only get one life. You might have to compartmentalize for your safety. There might be some issues there, but we only get one life. We only get this. We have to figure out what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So the very middle of the book is a 13,000 word class on escape innovation techniques. What to keep with you for safety. What to do if you think someone's following you home. How to... How to evade a stalker mm -hmm. and it's all stuff that we have or might need and it's from that security standpoint that gives it the weight that isn't just somebody's chain mail forwarded from somebody's great aunt susie 30 right. years ago mm -hmm. 
So it's it really has the discernment that we need to help as magical practitioners what is what is safe, what is not safe. Is going to my local meetup okay? You know, what mm. can I do and how can I be safe as a magical practitioner and a person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's we don't get a lot of that in most protection books because it's not magic. Yeah. And that also, again, I keep bringing up the point of the podcast, but it's uh, perfect for that. It's because it's like you don't have to be out there to be like, oh, I'm just floating around and holding a crystal. It's like you can have both and maybe, right. yeah, the crystal will help you too. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. you can yeah. also have these very practical ways to protect yourself. Yes. Yeah. So is there anything, I don't know, is there anything else you want to say about either book that we, I mean, there's so much in these books, everyone. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And we didn't even get to the self-care aspect of it, but it is this book, the Blackthorns Botanical Wellness, A Green Witch's Guide to Self-Care is chock full. There's stuff on tarot too, and astrology and Mm. essential oils. And, um, but just, yeah, is there anything you want to say that we didn't ask that you feel is like, no, but I have to, I want to say this. I definitely, the tarot section was really important to me because it mm. gives us the opportunity to, it gives us permission to stop and take stock of what we're doing through things like divination, pulling a tarot card and saying, okay, where am I right now? And mm. there's a lot of depth in the major arcana, but it, it actually goes into how the main arcana works and how we can use those both for a meditation tool and for a diagnostic tool for our own uh, magical wellness mm. because there's there's a plethora of really beautiful books on magical self-care out there but zero of them talk about chronic pain and chronic illness mm. it is not as though we can just grab our, our crystals and they'll glow and i'm no longer chronically <laughs> ill right That's, right so right. i really wanted the opportunity to talk about self-care from the prospect of I'm not ever going to be well, you know. Yeah. I can't be the person I was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. None of us can. Right. right. But there's what I can do and then what's what's best for me. Mm. So mm. it was such an important thing to talk about the way that our magical practice can affect our wellness, our health, and the reserves of energy that we'll have today, tomorrow, and the next day. I love that because you're yeah. meeting yourself where you are. You're not trying right. to Absolutely. change that. And that's true for the chronically ill and also the, um, you know, if you suffer from depression or anxiety or any kind of struggle you're going through, uh, that's so important to um, reinforce that you're not trying to fix a broken person. You're meeting yourself where you are and, and yeah, and doing your best to heal and um but yeah not fix it or like pretend you're somewhere else right give yourself what you need absolutely exactly right yeah it's really the opposite of spiritual bypassing so thank you for i'm really glad that you mentioned that yeah uh amy where can people find you yeah Mm -hmm. uh you can find the first 30 pages free to download of any of my books this um botanical wellness is book five so you can download the first 30 pages of any of my books on amyblackthorn.com. I want you to know that you're going to love this when you buy it. Oh, nice. uh, money is tight all over. And so having the free download, and the, the free preview so that we can know that this is something that really resonates with you is the most important thing at the top of my list. You can buy <laughs> autographed copies of all my books on blackthornsbotanicals.com where I have my magical tea shop. Oh, nice. And I'm just 
overjoyed that I get to wake up every day and do this for a job. Like mm. I wanted a book with my name on it since I was in kindergarten. Aww. So getting <laughs> to come out that. and do things like this, just it's, it's a dream come true. Uh, that's so great. And you're also, we'll put it all in the notes, but you're on Instagram as well, right? Yeah. And, and Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Facebook. You're all over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, Amy. It was really great talking to you. Lovely meeting you. Well, that was really fun. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I That was another one of those interviews where... I had some ideas about where it might go, and it really went in a different direction, mm. and uh, like in a very good way. Okay. Well, now it's really that time for the energy report. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think I'm going to be able to uh, listen to that without uh, cracking up. <laughs> And I can't. You looked not at been me so ex- do it so far. You looked so expectantly at me. I didn't know what you were waiting for. Well, I was waiting to hear what it was going to sound like this. Oh, time. I see. I see. No, no, no pressure. I'm dulling it down. Okay. So <laughs> this is what I want to say. First of all, Mars is in retrograde. I'm not an astrologer. I say that all the time because it's true. But <laughs> I will. I do want to say that what I'm experiencing and feeling. It's just like, I know this is happening in astrology. So I also want to point it out. One thing I read on Molly McCord, I actually didn't listen to her podcast, but she sends out an email. I love Molly McCord. She's an astrologer. Um, We'll put her in the show notes, I guess. Yeah, but, um, um, but she was talking about how, because that's happening in Gemini, which is ruled by uh mercury it's kind of like an intense mercury retrograde <laughs> and mm. that certainly showed itself today for instance on instagram which mm. um i don't know if anybody heard if you're not if you don't have a business on there it may not have like you may not have noticed or been affected by it but like for me it happened so in like at the exact moment that i posted a reel all of a sudden I looked and I was losing followers I lost a hundred followers within like 20 minutes or something like that yeah um and then they all it, it was a glitch in the system and they all came back but in the moment I was like what the fuck is happening did I offend everybody it was very confusing <laughs> um and uh, so that is just like such a typical Mercury retrograde thing to happen, but intense. And mm. so that's a good example of, um, you know, a Mars retrograde in Mercury in uh, in Gemini, which in is Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. Yeah. Got it. Um, uh, so there. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you can do you have an easy explanation for what um, retrograde means in astrology? Oh yeah. So basically it's it's when the planets look like they're going backwards, but energetically speaking, like this is something I can really feel into. It's sort of that feeling when it's like um it feels it feels energetically like things are slowing down and going a little bit against the flow. Um, and depending on the planet, so Mars is a really fiery planet and 
it can bring up a lot of anger. And this is what I'm feeling into, um, like being quick to anger and like, you know, when things don't work out and it makes you angry (laughs) as opposed to like when things don't work out and it makes you sad or, you know, I don't know, anxious or whatever. This is more like, it it feels to me like friction, like actual friction. Mm. Like, like when you, (laughs) it's that obvious, but like rub two things together it's like when the <laughs> when mars is like like backing up or something and it's creating like i'm seeing like sparks that kind of thing mm. and this is happening i think for a couple months <laughs> oh that'll be fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right around the election in the u.s um but it's also what feels to me so but there's also a positive right so for instance, when Mercury is in retrograde, normally it's a good time to reassess things, like instead of freaking out to be like, oh, okay, communication might be hard. So let me just look at this a couple of times before I send out this email or whatever. Um, in this case, to me, it, and I understand this is like a very astrology heavy energy report, but I am feeling into the energy of it. So in this case, to me, it feels like relational, but like it does feel like it's something around boundaries and like what you um what you really want like how do i put this basically i'm seeing it like um i always am try i, I try to buffer this so it doesn't sound so doom and gloomy and mm. i don't think any of it is but it kind of feels to me like today for instance when i went on there i was shocked by losing Mm. all those followers you know but then it also gave me a good this is a good analogy for uh, for the week ahead too because it then it gave me a good opportunity to be like oh how much of my worth am i putting into um whether or not people unfollow me you know and yes there's some human nature involved in that nobody loves to see that but it did get make this inner child panic happen in me. Like it really did send me in a bit of an emotional flashback to childhood when it's like childhood, like what did I do wrong kind of feeling. Right. Like I must have done something wrong. So it gave me that opportunity to look at it in a bigger picture way to be like, oh, wait a minute. No, I'm always safe. My safety, my worthiness is never so um, fragile that, something on Instagram could affect it. Right. You know? Um right. even though it is designed to do that. that they <laughs> yep. there's people who took the time to figure out how to fuck with people basically. Um yeah. yep. for real. Yeah. Um but anyway, so this is to me what it feels like this week. Like there could be some things where it's like, what? You know, that happened and then an opportunity to ground more into the self to to calm the nervous system. I also feel like that is another big element of it is this calming of the nervous system of Mm. finding out this week more and more grounding into what makes me feel safe. What makes me um, come back to safety in my body? What are some tools if I don't have them already that, that I could learn even um, that would help me come back to safety, like breathing techniques or, um, you know, how can I get back to that inner adult basically? Right. And, right. Um, 
There is, I mean, yeah, my favorite one right now is looking around the room where I am and just noticing everywhere that I feel safe. I feel like I've said this lately, like, oh, yeah, my this picture, oh, this cat, etc. That really brings me back down. And then that then I can talk to my inner child and say, like, oh, wow, you are really feeling this fear. But this isn't like what just do you feel my presence right now? Can you feel me right now? Um, And, you know, it's also asking for help if you're feeling really, you know, out of sorts, Um, like talking to somebody that you love and getting validation from them in terms of, no, you're okay. Like, I see you. Um, Yeah, that kind of thing. I was thinking of one more and it escaped me but um oh i know one another one i like lately is to ask yourself instead of like what would jesus do or if you want to do that you can but what would um (laughs) what would what does my higher self want to say to me right now like Mm. really taking a breath and if i could sit in front of my higher self right now which spoiler alert you can just simply with that intention what does she want to say to me right now um, yeah. and really feeling that on a body level, like, oh, okay. Cause usually when I ask that, I often won't hear a lot, but I'll feel a peace come over me hmm. and maybe something like you're okay. It's okay. With this very, um, soothing, soft, like slow, it's a much slower pace than the anxiety. Hmm. So yeah, grounding into all of that. What were you going to say? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I really, I like this idea of using these sort of these shocks from Mars retrograde to, mm-hmm. to cue you up for that check-in instead of like, just take them as they come and, and see why you're feeling that way and how you can yeah. address it. Yeah. Yeah. And also though, you don't have to wait though. You can, you know ahead of time cue into where do I feel like what makes me feel really good you know right right like what makes me feel safe so that when um you know so if things are to set you off you have more of a a center to come back to yeah oh yeah well I just meant specific like looking at the whatever specific trigger might come up for you like with from you know this kind of di- uh Mars retrograde dynamic like mm-hmm. uh and you know still using those techniques but seeing you know why is this specific thing oh yeah you know why is it getting this reaction from me does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i just noticed also there's a lunar eclipse happening on tuesday the 8th I forgot we're in the middle of eclipse season too. Hmm. So there's a lot, you know, what, what is, everybody what does that add to things. Well, similar to the last eclipse, all of this is a bit of a heavier time. Uh, you know, it's bringing up stuff that maybe you haven't been looking at or hmm. things that you have been perhaps avoiding looking at, but it's it's all again much on theme with the with the nine year kind of thing. But if you have been feeling like, I will just say this, for instance, um, my friend was asking me, they were saying that 
they do a lot of clean out, like shocker cleanouts and stuff, but they were noticing stuff in their space still. And mm. um, we were talking about that. And uh, to me, I was picking up on it's this collective energy. There's just so much. I hate to say heaviness, but it is just there's a lot we're going through. And I think just acknowledging yeah. that is important. Yeah. Um, and we're it's hard not to pick it up from everybody. You know, it's just going on so the kinder we can be to ourselves and the more we can figure out how to regulate ourselves with kindness i think um is pretty important not just like hashtag self-care but really <laughs> being good to ourselves yeah. um, as we're feeling whatever it is that we're feeling all right everybody well we're sending you a lot of love and light at least i am i don't know what he's mm. doing We'll see. Okay. Sending something. You'll find out. <laughs> Check your Spoiler mail. Spoiler alert. It's, it's love and light. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.